Just a noisy hall where there's a nightly brawl in all that jazz. Turns out there's not a lot of notes on Pomona, so... I don't have a lot. So this might be a small episode. That's which is okay, because the next episode is a creepy cast. So yeah. it's going to be longer. So please get your weird, odd, creepy stories in so that we may get them onto the podcast. And you can do that at any of our social media but if you want, we can put them into our email. So you can email us at truenorthwitches at gmail.com. So welcome to the 64th episode of the True North Witches podcast. Going on our Maybon theme, as Maybon was our last episode, I am talking to you about the fruit apple. And I am talking to you about Pomona. And you know how... Uh, you know how difficult this was? This was so difficult. Because anytime you look up Apple on the stupid freaking internet, it brings up the brand and not the actual fruit. So you have to go Apple like, the fruit magical properties. Exactly. That's exactly what I had to look it up. <laughs> well, I will be the fun fact of the day. Mine actually has to do with apples because I did not prepare for this. So I just looked up some random trivia facts about apples. Um, So apples trees take four to five years to produce their first fruit. A standard size apple tree starts bearing fruit eight to 10 years after it is planted. A dwarf tree starts bearing fruit within three to five years. Uh, apples will ripen six to ten times faster at room temperature than if they were refrigerated. That was my fun fact of the day. Okay, we got the sun. Oh. Nice bright card. I know well, the card is very bright today. <laughs> well, neither do I. Okay. But it's here. The sun. Okay. Stands for vitality and enlightenment. Imagine for a moment that you are soaking in the warm rays of the sun. It feels nourishing and healing. All your aches and pains just fade away. The sun card brings this amazing energy into your life. Vitality and health abound. While you feel assurance and clarity in all you do, spend time, some extra time outside today. Be grateful for the radiance of the sun and the life force it gives all creatures. Now, let's look at our poem. Okay, so. The sun, a big presence and overwhelming one. See how it gives life to the flowers and the lives below? This life is yours, and with it follows the yellow of the sky and the positivity above. Fall into you with the certainty that you, too, will offer warmth when you live out your days with burning passion. Ooh. And um, the universe has a message, of course. Uh, course The universe works fast when I'm having fun. Oh. So I don't know why, because I'm a bitter McBitter McGee, um, but this reading has been super positive. 
we'll look forward to the future, shall we? I suppose. So Apple, uh, which is Malus domestica, fruit of the domesticated tree, uh, which is the Rosacea family. So it's part of the rose family. One of the most widely cultivated tree fruits. The apple is a palm fleshy fruit in which the ripened ovary and surrounding tissue both become fleshy and edible. The apple flower of most variety requires cross-pollination for fertilization. When harvested, apples are usually roundish, uh, about five to ten or two to four inches, or five to ten centimeters to two to four inches in diameter, and some shade of red, green, or yellow in color. They vary in size, shape, and acidity depending on the variety. And there are hundreds of, not thousands, of apple varieties. Uh, apple varieties, of which are there are thousands, like I've said, uh, fall into three broad classes, cider varieties, cooking varieties, and dessert varieties, which differ widely, but tend to emphasize color, size, aroma, smoothness, smoothness, and perhaps crispness and tang, much like the Granny Smith apples that have a bit of um, extra tang to them, are a little bit sour. Many varieties are relatively high in sugar, only mildly acidic, and very low in tannin. And for those of you who don't know what tannins are, tannins are those things that, um, best way to describe them <laughs> without sounding too technical about it is um, if you lick the, like, licked the inside of the banana or had a very dry wine, like a red wine, um, that's Apples for, provide vitamin A and C and are high in carbohydrates and are an excellent source of dietary fiber. Apples are eaten fresh or cooked in a variety of ways and are frequently used as a pastry filling, apple pie being perhaps the atypical American dessert, especially in Europe. Fried apples are characteristically accompanied, uh, sorry, characteristically accompany certain dishes of sausage or pork. And you'll see um, a lot of... Uh, dishes, uh, pork dishes call for a side of uh, applesauce, basically. So the history of the quote unquote forbidden fruit. No fruit pops up so frequently in Western art literature and everyday speech as the apple. An apple cunningly labeled to the fairest started the Trojan War. Odysseus later struggling to get home from it, yearns for the garden he had as a child, populated by apple trees. The Norse gods owned their owed their immortality to apples. The Arabian Nights featured a magic apple uh, from Smarkand, capable of curing all human diseases, uh, predating the belief that an apple a day will keep the doctor away, a proverb that first appeared in print in 1866. Robert Frost, Emily Dickinson, uh, Christina Rossetti, and Dylan Thomas all wrote poems about apples, and everyone from Carvaggio to Margaret painted them. One place where the ambiguous apple does not appear is the Old Testament's book of Genesis. The original story of Adam, Eve, the snake, and the forbidden tree 
of the knowledge of good and evil mentions only an unspecified fruit, thus opening up centuries of debate over what the hapless first couple actually ate. Various suggestions include everything from figs, grapes, and citrons to olives, apricots, bananas, pomegranates, and grapefruit. Similar disagreements reign, rage over uh, probable locations of the Garden of Eden, which range from Turkey to Ohio to Mongolia and the North Pole. The apple as forbidden fruit seems to have appeared in Western Europe at, at, at least by the 12th century. Some researchers suggest that the apple got a bad rap from an unfortunate pun. The Latin malice means both apple and evil, which may have given early Christians ideas. A 1504 engraving by Albrecht Dürer shows Adam and Eve with apples, and the 16th century painting by Lucas Cranach and Tatian shows Adam and Eve under particularly tempting apple trees. Though Michelangelo's temptation and fall on the Sistine ceiling features forbidden figs, apples increasingly were held responsible for the fall. By the 17th century, when Milton wrote Paradise Lost, the forbidden fruit was an apple with a capital A. So apples are in the same category, family type of thing as uh, pears, plums, peaches, cherries, strawberries, and raspberries. DNA analysis indicates that apples originated in the mountains of Kazakhstan, where the wild Malus sivresi and many times great-grandparent of Malus domestica, the modern domesticated apple, still flourishes. Apples are the ideal fruit to eat at any time, having a positive role in the achievement of nourish balance. Their skin may be green, yellow, or reddish, like we've talked about, and the meat tastes from about bitter to sweet. The ones we cook, the ones we cook tend to be the sour ones because they hold up better uh, when you stew them. Apples supply a great amount of vitamins and other nutrients. Uh, their fiber content acts as a regulator in multiple intestinal disorders. If consumed raw, they are an excellent, excellent uh, natural toothpaste that cleans and whitens the teeth, favoring the gums. Uh, apples are the ideal fruit to eat at any time, having a positive role in the achievement of nourish balance. Their skin may be, I feel like I'm repeating myself. You know what an apple looks like. <laughs> it is one of the most consumed what? fruit in the world. No. No, really? Uh, I don't apples know. Are <laughs> apples are available uh, all year round. Apples are, along with bananas and citrus, one of the most consumed. Wow. Really? Uh, the period of harvest for an apple extends uh, from the end of summer to the beginner of, beginning of autumn, which is why you often see people apple picking at this time, making apple pies, things like that. Um, but they can be stored all year round. They're very well uh, to be stored. So apples in magic. We often see them in magic. Um, if you cut an apple down the center, um, not from stem to, to butt, but actually down the center, um, it actually creates a pentagram. 
and uh, that is very magically inclined. So uh, the seeds, though, in large amounts are poisonous. Uh, they do contain a small amount of arsenic. Um, some guys just can't hold their arsenic. He had it coming. He had it, he had coming. it coming. He, he only had himself to blame. If you'd have been there, if you'd have seen it, I bet you you would have done the same. <laughs> Folk names are Fruit of the Gods, Fruit of the Underworld, Silver Branch, the Silver Bough, and the Tree of Love. This gender is feminine. Its planet is Venus. The element is water. Its deities are Venus, Dionysus, Alwyn, Apollo, Hera, Athena, Aphrodite, Diana, Zeus, and Iduna. Its powers are love, healing, garden magic, and immortality. Its ritual uses August 13th was Diana's festival in Greece. Venus is in Rome. And on this day, a ritual meal was prepared, part of which consisted of apples still hanging on their backs. Yeah. Wiccan altars often piled high with apples on Samhain or Suin or Halloween or All Hallows Eve, uh, for the apple is considered to be one of the foods of the dead. For this very reason, Samhain, Suin, is sometimes known as Feast of Apples. The apple is a symbol of Immortality, a branch of the apple which bore buds, flowers, and fully ripens, sometimes known as the silver bough, uh, was a kind of magical charm which enabled its possessor to enter into the land of the gods, the underworld in Celtic mythology. In the old English ballad, uh, Thomas the Raymore, Thomas the Raymer, the fairy queen warns Thomas against eating any of the apples and pears which hung in her garden, for to eat the food of the dead ensures there will be no return to the world of the living. In some Wiccan traditions, the apple is a symbol of the soul, and so they were buried on Suin, so that those who will be reborn in the spring will have food during the cold winter months. Some magical uses. The apple has long been used in spells of love. The blossoms are added to love sachets, brews, and incenses, and they are infused in melted pink wax when strained out to make candles suitable to burn for attracting love. A simple apple love spell consists of cutting an apple in half and sharing it with your loved one. This ensures that you will be happy together. A similar spell directs you to hold an apple in your hands until warm and then give it to your intended. If he or she eats it, your love will be returned. Apples are also used in love divinations, which were so popular among unmarried women in Europe for many centuries. Simply cut an apple in two and count the number of seeds. If there are even, marriage will, will soon occur. If one of the seeds is cut, it may be a stormy relationship. If two are cut, a widowhood is foretold. However, if an uneven number of seeds are found, the woman will remain unmarried in the near future. One last apple love spell. Take an apple before it falls from a tree and write upon it with a sharp knife the following. Alio plus Delio plus Dilanto. 
as you do this, say the following words, I conjure the apple by these names which are written on thee, that what woman or man touched, touches and tastes thee may love me and burn in my love and fire melteth wax. Then give the apple to whom you will, but be warned for this, like much love magic, borders on manipulation. For healing, cut an apple into three pieces, rub each on the affected part of the body, and then bury them. Do this during the waning of the moon to banish illness, to ensure that you are not contract a fever, eat an apple. If you are a gardener, pour cider onto freshly turned earth to give it life just before planting. Also pour libations on roots just before tree rituals, and if you grow apples, bury 13 leaves of an apple tree after harvest to ensure a good crop of apples next year. The Norse, as well as many other peoples, ate apples to gain immortality through wisdom. And the wood of the apple tree can be made into charms for longevity. Apple wood also makes excellent magical wands, especially suited to emotional magic, as well as love rites. Use apple cider in place of blood, where it is called for in old recipes. Apples can be fashioned into puppets or magical figures for use in spells or images can be carved from the wood itself. Before eating an apple, rub it to remove any demons or evil spirits which might be hiding on the, uh, hiding on the inside. You can't be too careful. Finally, unicorns live beneath apple trees, as well as those of the ash. So if you know of an apple orchard, quietly go there on a misty day. You might see a single horn uprised and a horn-like animal, or a horse-like animal, quietly munching sweet, magical apples. Uh, apples are also often associated with divination, and uh, they are associated with other deities more than I explained, um, including Eris, Eris, and Pomona. They are actually one of Pomona's. Um, like I said before, they've done definitely in abundance. And that is all I actually had for you about apples. Like I said, this is gonna be a short one. Um, because I could barely find information. Stephanie could barely find information. So we're doing what we, what we must. Yeah. Um, but I found my information from Britannica.com, uh, NationalGeographic.com, FrutusHortalizas.com, LearnReligions.com, The Practical Herbalist, Wikipedia and Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. So I am talking to you about Pomona. Pomona was the goddess of abundance in Roman mythology. She was actually a wood nymph, and her name originates from the Latin word for orchard fruit. <laughs> she was courted by the woodland gods Sylvanus and Picos, but in the end, mar she married the god Virtumus who tricked her by taking the form of an old woman. Festival is held in honor of Pomona and Virtumus on August 13th. She protected the fruit trees, gardens, orchards, and was one of the few Roman deities that did not have a counterpart in Greek mythology, though many associate her with Demeter. She would often be depicted holding a pl platter of fruit or a cornucopia. 
cornucopia. Sorry, this got up a couple of times in the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Her priest was called the Flamen Pomona, Pomonalis. Uh, the pruning knife was her attribute. There was a grove that is sacred to her called the Pomonal, located not, ne- not far from Ostia, the ancient port of Rome. Pomona's themes are rest, pleasure, and nature. Her symbols are all flowers and gardens. A Roman goddess of orchards and gar- gardens, Pomona is symbolized by all gardening implements. Pomona's consort was Vitrimus. Uh, he likewise, who likewise proceeded over gardens. Together, they embody the fruitful earth, from which we gather physical and spiritual sustenance. First fruits are traditionally offered to them in gratitude. Public games in ancient Rome were dedicated to taking a much-needed rest from toil and war. Ludi was a segment of the festival that celebrated the beauty of flowers before people returned to the fields and their labors. So wear a floral or leafy print outfit today and visit a greenhouse in or an ar- arboretum. Don't know how to pronounce that. Take time out, of, out to literally smell the flowers and thank Pomona for the simple pleasure this provides. Make yourself a Pomona oil to dab on anytime you want to better appreciate nature or cultivate some di- diversion from your normal routine. Prepare this from the petals of, of as many different flowers as you can, can find. Gather them early in the day. Steep the petals in warm oil, oil until they turn translucent, then strain. Repeat and add essential oils. Fruity ones for Pomona's are ideal to accentuate their aroma and energy created. Despite her being a rather obscure deity, Pomona's likeness appears many times in classical art, including painting, paintings by Rubens, and Rembrandt, and a number of sculptures. She is typically represented as a lovely maiden with an armful of fruit and pruning knife in one hand. Strengths. A nurturer dedicated to her job. As a fertility goddess, she represents abundance. Weakness. So busy looking after her trees that she has little time for herself. Symbolism. A popular figure in art. She is shown as a beautiful goddess carrying a knife pruned with and a platter of fruit or her cornucopia. Um, her sacred um, fruit is apples. <laughs> um, there is a feast which is held annually on November 1st when apples, nuts, and grapes are consumed to celebrate the harvest. Pomona's archetype. So she is the mother. The mother is a life giver and the source of nurturing devotion, patience, and unconditional love. The ability to forgive and provide for her children and put them before herself is the essence of a good mother. In its shadow aspect, the mother can be devouring, abusive, and abandoning. The shadow mother can also make her children feel guilty about becoming independent or leaving her. It's not necessary to be a biological mother to have this stereotype. It can refer to anyone who has a lifelong pattern of nurturing and devotion to living things. As a goddess of the harvest, she represents the mother archetype as she nurtures the fruits, trees, and the plants of the garden. How to work with uh, a mother type. You're exhibiting features of the shadow mother if you smother your children and are overproductive. You have to encourage independence and allow children to make their mistakes, but to be available to give care and advice when is needed. The other shadow mother is the one that abandons her child or is so busy that she has no time for nurturing her young. So essentially take time for the things that you care about. 
And um, I had even less information than Brooke. I thought I had more. So, and I got my information from goddessguide.com, Wikipedia, journeyingintothegoddess.com, and griefmythology.com. That's okay. Uh, like we said, uh, next episode is uh, going to be quite a bit, quite a bit longer. So uh, we'll not... Uh... You you said you didn't find a lot for Pomona, and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Because sometimes you tell me you don't find a lot, and you talk for a good like twenty minutes. Yeah, um, you literally did not find a lot. Yeah. Okay. So apparently that's all we had for you for this episode, which is uh, you have a wonderful week. Uh, If you need us, uh, please send your spooky, creepy, odd, weird stories to any of our social media. You can definitely email us at truenorthwitches at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook at truenorthwitches. On TikTok at True North Witches, where I'm just posting now uh, a TikTok for this episode. On Instagram at True North Witches. On YouTube at True North Witches. On Twitter, where we have one tweet at True North Witches. (laughs) One tweet, Not, not much. Um, you can also find us on Patreon, where I have a few uh, goodies, uh, patreon.com forward slash TNW podcast. Uh, if you can't support much, we do have a $1 uh, Canadian tier uh, that you can uh, subscribe to, but we also have more tiers going that uh, do describe what uh, they encompass when you get that tier, but definitely your $1 tier does get you a shout out on the podcast, Uh, $5 and up, of course, as it goes up, it goes more, Uh, but you can also search that in the search bar, so True North, which is uh, on Patreon, or patreon.com forward slash TNW podcast, I'm pretty sure I already said that, but support the channel. (laughs) Um, You can also check us out on our website, www truenorthwitches.com where I will be posting a couple of blogs. Ooh, and you can also support the channel in one more way. You can uh, find us on Etsy at the True North Occult Shop. Very, very um, short episode today, but we will see you in a longer episode next week, which is uh, for our creepy guest. Again, please get your creepy stories in. Um, I will spam message all of the social medias just for you to email us. You will not hear the last of me, I promise. Um, but you have a wonderful <laughs> week, which is, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye now. Blessed be. Bye.